Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the Lakers' big three were balling last night. Are they finally the team we thought they'd be to start the season? And the chase is on for Steph Curry. Is tonight the night that he breaks the all-time three-point record? Live reports from San Francisco. Plus, Kevin Durant outdueled Luka Doncic last night in Dallas. But are the Nets relying a little too heavily on Kevin Durant? Is that possible? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, and what a day it is. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Chinea Kumake, Richard Jefferson. We have so many folks stopping by. Monica McNutt, Roz Goldon-Woody, Mark Spears, Tyler Fulgham. They will all join us later in the show. But we have to start right across the street with the most <laughs> historic rivalry in the NBA. Because last night, the Celtics, they were in Staples Center, taking on the Lakers. But really, it was it was those two in the first half, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, look, you could just call me Richard, but I was thinking that like, <laughs> is it the first? Is Never. it the is it the past versus the present? Is it the past versus the future? But at the end of the day, LeBron James and Jason Tatum were going at it. Bron with one of his most efficient first half. You see this seven for ten, and Tatum was on fire. Well, Tatum, twenty-one points we're seeing there, but fourteen of those they came in the first quarter, and they were the Celtics' first fourteen points as a team. So he was really sizzling early, but then. And the third quarter happened for the Lakers. And, and this has not typically been their best third quarter, but they came out. I think now that they've got a little bit more healthy, Braun is playing in some games. And look at this, 80 years old, and this man can still get up. 80? Really? Oh, okay, 75. 75. Right? But look at this. There was a time where, you know, head was by the rim. Now it's just his arm. I don't know. He was he was getting up from dropping it low afterwards to celebrate. But a difference Ooh. maker in the game, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, his aggressiveness. And then he's rocking the baby? He's rocking the baby. He's feeling himself. But that's what he should. Look, sometimes it can take veterans a little bit of time to get going, especially mm. when you got bounce like that. Look at this. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, and look at what the, the big three combined for. 42 points. They were they were cooking, but look, at the end of the day, this was about the Lakers getting out and transitioning. Look, when some people are feeling good, everybody's okay, feeling baby. good. Give them a little windmill. Well, the Lakers, they did for the majority of the night after the first half, made it look easy. Here's LeBron James after the game. I just like the way uh, we competed tonight on both sides of the floor. Uh, a lot of intensity, yeah, a lot of ball movement. Um, you know, guys were attacking the rim, very efficient. Um, tonight is, was uh, as close to 48 minutes. It's one of the best games of, of the season as far as the way we just played the game. Russ, was this kind of the blueprint for how you, LeBron, and AD can all kind of have your moments? You know, we have a unique team, as you guys know, and we have guys that can take over a game at any point. Tonight was a way they're kind of all laid out, and it worked for us tonight, but we don't know. I don't know the blueprint. Um, all I know is that we won, so if that's the blueprint, then hell yeah, winning is the blueprint. 
Winning is the blueprint. Is that going to be your next tattoo, Richard? 100%. We, we know you have some bad ones. All right, the Lakers' big three, they combined for 71 points last night. That's the fifth most points they've scored in a game this season. They had a net rating of plus 22.7. That's when all three of those folks shared the court last night, right? So I was at the game last night, and what jumped out to me was how aggressive Russell Westbrook was when mm -hmm. he, was, he wasn't turning over the ball, an absurd amount at least, right? He had 11 assists, four turnovers. And I asked Anthony Davis about this exact thing post-game. I think in the beginning of the year, Russ was uh, a little bit passive. You know, he was trying to get guys involved, pass the ball. You know, he'd be at the rim, and, you know, he had one tonight. We tried to kick out to Melo, you know, where he could have laid the ball up. And, you know, we're just trying to tell him, be himself. Like, don't try to be anybody else. You know, as of late, last, you know, seven to ten games, he's been very, very aggressive. Um, and when he do that, you know, it opens up the floor for everyone else. Before every game, I tell him to, to be yourself. Um, so that's, what we, that's why we brought him here, you know, to be, to be Russell Westbrook and not, you know, anybody else but, but that. Okay, so Russell Westbrook had a big night, but it was really the time that we heard LeBron James say this was maybe the best game that they felt that they had played as a group. What say you, Richard? What say I? Oh, she did what she said. You said, you know, call what? me Richard. Just she Richard. called me come Richard. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can, I can accept feedback and get in. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? It's still a thing I'm working on. Look, I, I agree. And, and it's so, it's been tough because, you know, there's been conversations about Frank Vogel and there's been Anthony sure. Davis needs to step up. All of these things, you know, really come down to if the Lakers are healthy, then you can judge them. If they're not healthy, then you're kind of judging a team that had championship aspirations based off of, you know, a small amount of sample size. And I just think that that's Huh. Exactly, right. exactly what uh, Jeannie Buss said, you know, earlier uh, yesterday post game. But it's really interesting because if you, the question is, is this their best game as a big three, right, Malika? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. If you look by, you know, the performance, they had a convincing win check. But then you look by the numbers, LeBron James, 30 points on 65% shooting from the field. Mm -hmm. AD, who a lot of people have been critical about, he, what did he do? Why are you pointing to me? That's, I'm just saying in general. But I have been. I just didn't up, know why you pointed to me. Don't act like you don't know why you 17 and 16. And then Russ, 24 and 11. That's exactly what you need from the big three. So, yes, this is the start. You know, granted health, that's the number one contingency. But this is probably the best performance by them. Well, and it seemed to me that playing Anthony Davis at center, right, where he spent the majority of his minutes last night mm -hmm saw him be successful doing that. I know it's not what he necessarily loves to do all the time, but that way... Uh, look, well, I, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want to do it. Do you know why? Because it's harder. It's harder to play. No, it is. No, you're right. It is harder. Like It's like, oh, I got to do this. But I got to do that. Okay, let, let's dive into this, Richard. Why? Why is it harder for AD? It's harder because he's going to have to go against bigger, more physical players. And why is that a problem for AD? Because AD is not the most physical of players. He is highly skilled for a person of his size. And he has an injury history where he has to be a little conservative. But go ahead. I know, I but, no, but, you you no, but 100%, 100% I agree with you. And that's the thing. If you want to get... Where you want to go, sometimes you have to do things right. you haven't done. And that was one of the things when they won the championship. Yes, Dwight Howard. Yes, different guys were integral parts. But he was playing more and more of the five. And so I just personally feel that, hey, if this is what's going to get you guys out of this slump and this is what you got going to get you guys rolling a little bit, then you're going to have to suck it up and play five. And you should be the first person standing up there and saying, this is what we should do. Mm. Well, it worked for them last night. But the other thing that was working for them was Russ. We've spent some time talking about how aggressive he was. But, Shanae, what exactly did that look like? Oh, it was it was amazing, especially in that third quarter, because the Lakers have had struggles, you know, coming out after half when you're an older team. It's like, all right, second game. Here we go, Rich. Let's break it down, all right? Um, are you Wait, I'm come coming with me? you. Let's go. Let's let's get get it. Run. I don't let's know why it. she wants let's to come it. with her, let's but one thing about Russell Westbrook is that this is what it did. B, 
aggressive. E be e aggressive. Oh, you know Chew? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Give me my tape. Let's break it down. Russ was aggressive, especially in the third quarter. Now, this is what happens. A lot of people are going to dare him to shoot. He's a 31% three-point shooter. Again, you get the opportunity. Teammates believing you. But the reality is, this is what the shot that the defense is always going to give you. This was early in the first half. Now, he took the feedback. And one thing about Russ, he's not going to get deterred. Now, come second half, the same amount of space. This time, he's like, you know what? I'm getting exactly where I need to go, and that's the paint. You're on your heels, crossover. We saw this beautiful Euro step. And what happens when you're a smaller Dennis Schroeder? Uh, rock the baby. Well, and, and he's going to get one-on-one -on -one situations in these moments, right? So now you get the AD pick and roll. One-on-one -on -one and two-on-two. -two. The AD pick and roll forces Robert Williams III to sort of have to not help as much as he wanted to. And yeah! That's what you get. And mainly the reason why you get this is because you don't want him to like be able to distribute to everybody. So you say, Russ, let him go. So that just means Russ has to win that one-on-one -on -one battle when he gets into the paint. Precisely six for eight from the field in the third quarter. That's the Russell Westbrook insurance policy that Lakers fans should be happy about. We should not be so critical of the Lakers because finally they're starting to get healthy and it's only a quarter of the season. Maybe halfway through, that's when you don't panic. You don't start panic. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't panic yet, right? Because okay. yeah. okay. he stepped it up lately, right? Because over the last eight games he's averaging over 23 points on 50 percent shooting and 36 percent from deep but the biggest difference is that he's taking care of the ball he's averaging just a three and a half turnovers per game compared to five in the last in the first 17 games of the season right but you know where the eyes of the NBA they're going to be tonight they're going to be focused on San Francisco because when Steph Curry takes aim at the three-point record everybody is going to be watching he is 16 away from surpassing Ray Allen is that possible yeah is it likely all right not so much but the other splash brother right clay thompson he holds the single game record of 14 made threes in a game and these guys they just go back and forth because then steph broke that that broke steph's old record of 13. but if anyone can do it if anyone can make 16 threes in a game it's steph but if he's going to do it he's going to need to shoot early he's going to need to shoot often and keep this in mind the most threes he's ever attempted in a game is 22. Oh, to be a Chase Center. To be a Chase Center, to watch the Chase, that would be fun. But you know who is going to be at Chase Center? That is Miss Roz Gold on Wude, who's going to be working the sidelines of tonight's potentially record-breaking game. Thank you so much for coming in, Roz. You spent some time with Steve, mm -hmm. Kerr, Steve Kerr earlier yesterday. How is he approaching coaching this potentially historical night? Yeah, Malika, first of all, I think you're right. It says a lot about Stephen Curry that he's 16 threes away from breaking this record. And we're like... It probably could <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And so, you know, Steve Kerr yesterday at, at practice um, compared Steph to MJ in the sense that, you know, there's so many magical moments that they start to bleed together. And he said, perhaps that's a, the true sign of greatness. And then he also talked about the pace in which Steph has is approaching this record in the sense that he'll he'll get there in just about 500 less games than it took Ray Allen to. And Steve said it says a lot about how much the game has changed and how much Stephen Curry has changed the game itself. Mm. Philosophically, coaching wise, he gave credit to Mike D'Antoni and, and those Steve Nash sons as far as changing how we think about how many threes can be taken in a game. But as far as Stephen Curry as an individual how we get to those three-point shots. What is a good shot? Right. What is not? He said Steph has changed that. Well, and his teammates, right? I talked to Juan Descato Anderson at a game the other week, and he's like, I was watching the great Warriors runs, and now I'm on the court with some of those great Warriors. So how are they thinking about Steph breaking this record? 
yeah, Juan is like you. He's from the Bay. He's from <laughs> Oakland, you know? So he was talking about how when he was watching the Warriors then, he actually was salty when they <laughs> traded Monte Ellis. And he salty. said, you know, shout out to sh shout out to the decision makers who may had that vision then. But now as a teammate of Steph's, he he's actually, it's like a childlike curiosity. He's in awe. He's actually asked Steph, what are you looking at mm. when you shoot? It brings out such innocent curiosity. And he, he actually laughed at himself. He said, I bet Steph thinks I ask him the most simple and dumb questions, but he genuinely wants to know, like, what is it like to be you? Well, there you go. And I can relate to that, right, Roz? Because this is a special interview for me because Roz, I, one of my very first job shadows ever was with you at a Warriors game, and I was one asking those questions. But Roz, on the other side of the ball, right, Damian Lillard, he's out tonight with an abdominal injury, but he spoke in shoot-around. What did he say? Yeah, I'm at Chase Center right now. The Trailblazers just finished shop. Um, Damian Lillard addressed the media and he addressed um, the trade rumors and all of the kind of noise around the Trailblazers head on. And he said, I'm not asking for a trade. Um, he went on further to say, my intentions are to be in Portland and to figure this out. Um, ultimately, he feels like because the team is having a slow start. There's injuries. Um, they're struggling a bit because there's commotion within the organization that people are taking a liberty to speak for him. And for him, he says, you know, the truth, the fact that I know it is what gives me peace. Um, speaking to Dame today, he said that, you know, he's working, he's in the office every day with Chauncey Billups, mm. trying to find solutions. And he said, why would I be part of trying to find solutions if I'm planning an exit? So also in speaking with Chauncey Billups today and others around the organization, the relationship at this moment between Damian Lillard and Chauncey Billups is strong. And the two of them are working together to build a successful future together in Portland. And, and that's the feeling around this right now. Okay. Thank you so much, Roz. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. This is going to be fun. All right. I do want to break this down. Yes, ma'am. I remember when you shadowed uh, and you were there with Stephen Curry. I have that picture, and you, for the next year, I'm going to send it. Don't you, you dare post yes. that anyway. Anyway, don't post that. That's my Stanford sister, and I did the same thing. Information See? and Roz is yeah. that she is someone who walks the walks, talks the talk. Yes, but someone else who's been talking the talk and there's a whole lot of walking and a whole I don't even know what's what in this metaphor is Damian Lillard so what's your reaction Richard to what Dame said this morning at shoot around well, uh, again you said it yesterday how transparent Dame is Dame is one of those very consistent superstars yep. and I believe him a hundred percent but just like anything both sides have to meet in the middle and I truly believe that right now the Portland Trailblazers based off of what Woj is reporting they're kind of trying to make a decision you got looking for a new president GM I know you have an interim one but there are people that are having conversations looking at Dame as an asset. And the minute the relationship you are in are not looking at you and like, how can we all do this forward? But also like, what are the other options out there? What are the other moves that we can make? That to me says that like, this is headed towards something that, you know, maybe Dame might not be ready. Dame might say, I don't want to leave. And the new GM comes and says like, hey, this is going to be the best thing for the organization moving forward. Well, there's still time for this to play out. Just to remind everyone, right? We're not talking about this right now. No, no. Dame is under contract yes. for three more seasons after this one. We're talking about adding a two-year extension on, on top of that, which he could have offered to him as soon as this summer. Chanae, how do you react to this? You know Dame incredibly well. Yeah, 
you know, I know Dame through the Team Adidas family, and he's been one of the greatest people, just not through knowing him in basketball, just period. And I think his life has really come to the point where the only thing he really needs is a championship and probably MVP. Mm. And if you can't provide an environment for that, it's either going to be forced upon him, right? Like you said, if there is a change or so. Yeah. Um, or, like, the pressures of you know, being in your, your prime, 31 years old, like this is the time for Dame to really showcase his skills. And I'm sort of glad that he's had time to sort of step back because this guy is putting his work in the league. I keep bringing it up. He leads like the last five or six years in miles run in the NBA. He's always performed. A lot of people were critical of his performance at the start of this year. I was like, can this man breathe for a moment? Yeah. Like it's not even forcing the issue in the middle of the season. So I was like, just let's chill a little bit. But the reality is I think in the next year or two, if you don't have something viable, Something has to be viable presented to him because his talent deserves a top-tier team. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Even when I was in uh, New Jersey with Jason Kidd, one of the things that led to his trade to Dallas is that the Nets didn't want to give him an extension. And this is the historic guy, name in the rafter. He was like, I want a two-year extension. They were like, well, we're not sure the direction we want to go. If, Dame, if they're not just going to give Dame that two years, and I know it's 35-36, but a lot of times you're giving that 35-36 because you want what this individual can do for you now. If they're not saying, Dame, you are not leaving, we're going to pay you your money, and you are going to be the pillar until you retire, then Dame has to take a step and, back. And all athletes will take notice of that because this guy has been loyal to the soil in the community, both on and off the court. Mm -hmm. And so then if that is the case, then you know that it is truly a business and don't be surprised when players make their own moves. Well, we're going to see how this shakes out. That's going to be a decision that the new general manager, we know they have an interim general, general manager, is going to need to make. That interim general manager, Joe Cronin, is going to speak tomorrow to reporters for the first time. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, not on the court tonight against the Warriors, but Steph Curry will be. And if you think we're done talking about Steph Curry, then you don't really know NBA today. Because coming up, we go to the top of the top of his best threes of all time. And after losing to Brooklyn last night, Luka Doncic admitted to being a little too relaxed in the offseason. So <laughs> how big of a concern is that for the Mavs? Plus the Bucks, they are undefeated with their big three this season. So what's the key to their success? Hey, Richard, you want to play some? Don't stop me? Oh, yes. That's what, we, that's what we do. Don't stop me, bro. No, no. NBA no. Today is brought to you by Trulicity. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom. Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's Fight Against Cancer. Welcome back to NBA Today. So we had a fun discussion in our newsroom this morning before Richard got here because Richard yeah. was late. Um, but if you need a shot to, to win, if you need to win, Luca, Katie, who's taking it? Uh, Katie. Yeah, Kevin Durant. That was, it was a unanimous yeah, yeah, decision. Yeah, it, was unanimous. it was a unanimous decision. As but if unanimous it's from the left wing, I'm giving Luca. 
Give it the, the okay, that's hyper-specific, <laughs> but it's a good thing we saw both of these guys in action last night, Richard. Look, Kevin Durant was doing what Kevin Durant was. And look, we jumped to the fourth mainly because of this. We jumped to the fourth because the Dallas Mavericks were up like 17. Mm. And then look, now it becomes a battle of who can just lead their team to where they need to get. Love this. And when Luka does that, Kevin Durant does. This, this back, it's back and forth. And look, the Brooklyn Nets, they've been figuring things out. And like, and look, James Harden is starting to get going. You can't, and Luka's looking around like, hey, you can't leave anybody open. I'm sorry, there's no help. But here, this final play, Luka gets the step back that he wants. You know, look, Nick Claxton, great defense. But there's the problem. Who do you leave wide open at the top? Oh, the I, oh they're going to keep floating around. And look, James Harden's kind of slacking. But right here, Tim Hardaway Jr. with the pump fake. And that's a shot he can make, but... No, not too enough. Too little, too late. And here's Kevin Durant, who played a heavy minutes load last night after the game. We had two days in between, like, the last couple of games, you know what I'm saying? So I've been sitting at home a lot, to be honest, you know? So when I get a chance to play, you know, we didn't have a shoot around this morning, you know, because it was an early game. So when I get a chance to play, yes. I mean, I know people may be concerned about my minutes and I got injured before and all this extra but We'll figure that out if I get there. Right now, I want to play basketball. I might play 48 tomorrow. Just because. Give me something to talk about. Oh, there's a song here about let's give me some. I won't. Don't I'm, please, I'm, don't. Not, I'm not going to do it, but we're, <laughs> we're talking about it, Kevin. I appreciate you giving us something to talk about. So, see, Janae's picking up what I'm throwing down. Durant <laughs> is averaging 36.2 minutes per game. That's the most he's played since 2013-2014. He was 25 years old at the time. But then the team announced this morning after he said he'd play 48 minutes <laughs> after playing 41 last night. He's resting. So is LaMarcus Aldridge. But big picture, Cheney, is this something to worry about? I'm not worried about it because this is a guy that's on a roll. And I know we are careful, especially with his return back from injury, you know, after a year or season off. But the reality is here is KD, I mean, he's a hooper's hooper. And what I mean by that is he just loves to play basketball. And if he's good, let him play. He is leading the NBA in points per game around like 29. They're number one currently, the Brooklyn Nets in the East. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I have no problems with him playing minutes, but I do like them resting him time to time, you know? Okay, so a lot of people want to talk about what, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why. Why is he playing so many minutes? The reason why he's playing so many minutes is that there are portions in these games where their defense is not up to par. Now, I know they're high on the defensive issue, but look at this. You get a layup, you get a layup right there, and then watch this. The ball just comes down, and then you give up a layup, and then look. In the paint, you get a shot, you get a shot. Look, ball's taken out underneath the basket. Guys Under, on the floor. <laughs> underneath the basket. And let's see what type of play they get. Just layup. Ooh, seven. Now, to me, this is the thing. This is the difference between going into the fourth quarter up by 14 and going into the fourth quarter up by six. Those are things that you can actually control over the course of a basketball game. So, to me, when you're looking at Kevin Durant playing too many minutes, yes, they're defensive numbers, but there are multiple possessions, especially early in the game, that if they were just more solid and playing consistent defense, that's how you get your numbers from 41 down to 37. Right, and this isn't, to me, this isn't new, right? I, I, I was having a deja vu. We had this discussion last season. I remember asking Steve Nash game after game after game, are you concerned about the minutes? Are you concerned about the minutes? The minutes piling up. And he said, yeah, but what other choice do I have? Because I take Kevin Durant out of the game. Remember, James Harden was racking up minutes. I take him out of the game, and then look what happens out on the floor. This is the man who played a full 48 minutes. Yes, it was in the playoffs. Yes, it was in a pivotal game five. Yes, he had 49 points. But Hooper's Hooper, 
you kind of just got to let him figure it out. But on the flip side, Luka Doncic admitted that he needs to step up his conditioning a little bit, saying that over the summer he was a little bit relaxed and that it was maybe too much and I've got to get back on track. So how much of a concern is that, Richard, for Dallas? It's a concern in this moment, but let's talk about big picture. There are great players, and then there are elite, elite. You have never, let's go down the line and look at great players over the course of basketball history. You have never never questioned LeBron James' conditioning. You have never questioned Giannis' conditioning. You have never questioned Kevin Durant's conditioning. So when we're looking at great players, now then we start to wonder, okay, is he going to fall on the line with James Harden in that boat, even Luka Doncic a little bit, or not Luka Doncic, uh, Jokic, when he wasn't in, in great shape, but then he got in great shape MVP. So to Remember me, that? the photos. Yeah, that, that, that I'm just song? saying. Like, to me, Luca has to make a decision. Are you going to be a very good player, or are you going to be an elite player? And that starts with off-season conditioning. I think the one asterisk is that we're coming off of an abbreviated Olympic season in which he put the whole country of Slovenia on his back, okay. and he uh, he alluded to that. Like you know, it was a shorter off-season for me, and he wanted to rest. He's 22 years old. We know he will make that decision in due time. At this point, you know, his usage is still up. His efficiency is not nearly as great, you know, to previous seasons. But the reality is this guy's still producing. I mean, what did he have yesterday? 28 and 6 and 9. And so, yes, there's room for improvement. I think he's one of the most competitive players in basketball. The maturity factor of realizing, because... I'm not old, but you old, old. But, like, you get to a point when you're, like, 25, 26, 27, you're like, I have to rely on my conditioning to give me that edge. Mm -hmm. Some people learn it earlier. Some people learn it later. Luca is probably going to learn it, too. Some people don't learn it at all. True. Case in point. Um, Both Dallas and Brooklyn, they're back in action tonight. The Mavs are walking in Memphis, and the Nets are in Houston. But we, after the break, are going to be talking about Steph Curry, who is on the cusp of becoming the all-time three-point king. So we're going to look back at some of his memorable threes. Oh, my gosh. The most memorable of all time. That's tough. This is, like, he just had one last week. Do we have enough time? <laughs> no. Do we have enough time for this? No. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. What's been your most memorable shot? The next one. Never worried about my shot ever. Look at my splash. I'm in my bag. No one's in the cash. Making it great. Kind of an ad. Nothing get missed. I usually let my play do the talking. So Steph is 16 threes away from the all-time record, and he faces the Blazers tonight at 10 Eastern on ESPN, and he's had, we can say, some success, right, against the Blazers throughout his career. <laughs> he made how many threes do you think, Richard, against the Blazers? Uh, let me see, 149. <laughs> how did you guess he made 149 threes against the Blazers? But this shouldn't even be called top of the top. It should just be called top of the Steph. Yes, yes. We have so many top of the top that is Steph and his threes, so let's just roll through them. We are going to go through five today in our top of the top Steph Curry edition, starting Oh, the young Steph? They got baby Steph up there. This is against the Clippers. And remember, oh, 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 no. 
that. Baby face killer. You don't do that, people. Kids, don't watch this, kids. Do not watch this. When you have to remember that in 2015, too, in Oracle Arena, when LA used to come up, right? Guys, people would get Oracle was for these games. Yeah. Sorry, that's coming it. off the, when the you know the, the the LA teams would just stomp on them. Yeah. This was really everyone was Steve Kerr. The, the best everyone. is Steve Kerr and, and, and even Alvin Gentry's reaction. Alvin Gentry sitting on the bench like I can't there's coach that. I can't coach else. that. There's I'm glad he's on my team. Well, there's also nothing else you can do about this. Steph Curry against the Grizzlies. Oh my gosh! Don't dribble, y'all. Just like catch and shoot. But look where this took off from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're there. See, this is my thing. Everybody, players all have hit half-court shots. Okay. No one does 12 of them a season. Okay, thank you. That was but the other 12 thing a season. is, yeah, this wild. isn't just half-court. It's yeah. 62 feet. Yeah. And it's inside the other three-point line. It's his so range. For six. It's his range. That's well, his range. For this one, I just have to let Mike Breen take it away because no one can Who? better than him. Who? Mike. Falling away. Don't, don't do Won't Mike go. Rebound taken away. Don't out. do Mike Breen. Okay, you're right. Okay. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use he it. He it up. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! A oh, double bang. Shot from Curry with six tenths of a second remaining. Killing. <laughs> That's about 35 feet out, well beyond the 28-foot mark. Look at his face. now with six tenths of a second remaining. You, you know what I love about Steph? A lot of people want to flex and, you know, do all this stuff after his shots. He's like, no, I'm just going to, like, take your joy away. Like, that's what he does. I'm going to snatch your yeah, joy. Well, you know who else's joy he snatched? Who? The Pelicans. The Pelicans? Oh. Yeah. This, is this one going to give us a double bang, a double Mike well, Breen bang? This is when he set the three-point record initially, and then obviously Clay went on to say, yeah. that walk was cute, but I got 14. <laughs> <laughs> now, we forget, we forget, and it'll be, we'll be quickly reminded that he will be even harder to guard. Steph Curry wants Klay Thompson is back. And that, oh, absolutely. that look, the league is scared right now. There's a reason why you hear about all these trades for big teams and people making moves, because they know what's coming. Well, and all the reports are that Klay Thompson looks excellent. Yeah, go Klay. So we have to end with this year. What's this year? This earlier this year, technically still counting. Oh season. my gosh, and bumped in the back. Not the season, but earlier this year. Can you oh. imagine? Look, he like slid like a little penguin afterwards. Can you imagine if there were fans in the stands for this shot? Oh yeah, and then look at this. This is what they call the curry scurry. Once he get up and he starts that's running like that, yeah, that's a curry scurry. Take flight. Yeah, take flight. I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, there's nothing that you can do to guard this man. You just have to hope and pray and yeah. Try and oh yeah, my coach, Hall of Famer, Tara Vanderveer, used to talk about prayer defense, pray they miss. Yeah, pray they miss. That's it. Yeah, because oh. you can't contest, you'll just foul him. Look at this. This is pure joy. Brothers. Yes, brothers. brothers. Love it. It's all good. You know where else it's all good? It's all good in Milwaukee. True. Because they are rolling right now. So the Bucks being three, what's the key to their success? Coming up next. Who's got some of Oh, I know somebody. It might be, We're going to be doing the Buck. Yeah. Hey, This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So here's our Wednesday NBA doubleheader. We're starting with the Bucks and the Heat. That's at 7.30 Eastern. And then... 
Steph and the Warriors host the Blazers. Our coverage starts with NBA countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So, no Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo for the Heat tonight. Jimmy returned to action on Monday but aggravated his tailbone injury Ooh. and has been ruled out versus the Bucks. And our colleague Mark Spears reported that Bam underwent successful surgery on his right thumb this week and he's expected to be out another four to six weeks. But who we are going to see tonight on the sidelines, Monica McNutt. She's going to be courtside for the Bucks Heat tonight. So the Bucks, they have been almost unbeatable for the past three weeks. So what's changed for them after the slow start? Well, Malika, you have to acknowledge that this team had to get healthy. They had a bunch of guys in protocols and so on at the beginning of the season. But also, two guys that have caught my eyes in terms of career-high productions are not in that big three. And I'm talking about Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis, who are guys that have come in and really kind of surprised in their role, particularly Grayson Allen. When you talk about someone that's shooting better than 42% from behind the arc, he's shown his ability to be a terrific defender. And when I had a chance to talk with him today at shoot around, he said, you know, he didn't really come in with a bunch of pressure and expectations, even though he was joining the defending champs. But the system really plays well to what he's been able to do in terms of defending and catch and shoot. And of course, Bobby Portis, he just credits it to finally being able to be in a place consecutive years. He talked about bouncing around early in his career, but now he says he knows these guys. And he's like, it's hard to play with guys you don't know. That's not the case anymore for the underdog property owner. Well, Bobby loves Milwaukee and Milwaukee loves Bobby Portis. He says he sees his work reflected in the city. Yeah, the Bobby. Bobby. So the Heat, they're depleted, (laughs) right? No Jimmy, no Bam tonight. They lost to the Bucks by 22 last weekend, and Giannis didn't even play in that game. So how are they looking at this game tonight? Well, Heat culture is real, and they are not making any excuses. In fact, PJ Tucker said, you know, you can look at injuries as the negative. Obviously, you hate to see guys get hurt. But he also said it's an opportunity for other guys to step in. He's like so much of NBA careers and the length of one's career is your ability to adapt and adjust. I was digging into the numbers, guys, trying to find some commonalities in terms of who's been able to step up in the seven games in particular that Jimmy has missed. Kyle Lowry kind of emerges as kind of the leading scorer when he's out. But you look at a guy like Max Struess, whose production almost doubles from five points to 11 points in those seven games. And so certainly it's going to be a team effort in replacing Bam and Jimmy Butler at this point. But they're not making any excuses, and they certainly plan to defend home court tonight. Well, and you know that P.J. Tucker, going against his former teammates that he won a championship with, he is going to come out with a fire. Thank you so much, Monica. I appreciate you stopping by. Hey, uh, Richard, I don't even know if you're good. Oh, I'm ready. Well, well, I'm ready. Tell me about the Bucks. What can I tell you about the Bucks? It is funny you should ask because, ladies and gentlemen, I got this it. is don't stab me. I need you up. Let the chair go. Look, everyone is focused on the Warriors and the Suns as the best team in the league, and rightfully so. But one team we are sleeping on is the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Look, when their big three is in the lineup, guess what their number is? Uh, 11-0? Yeah, 11-0. This woman does her homework, but there is more to this than just their record. And that's what we do here on Don't Stat Me. This is why this is the best segment in sports television. Look. Minus Tracy Sheet. Their win-loss <laughs> record since November 17th. And look, the reason why we focus on this is because this is when the big three finally got together and started playing games. Now, what do we have next for them, ladies and gentlemen? Their rebounds per game. They are first. Again, we're talking about defending champions. And in my best Vanna White impression, what is next? <laughs> opponents, opponents, points in the paint. First. Now, this looks like a team that could go back-to-back championships. Defensive efficiency, second. So, look, they're slacking there. They got to get better. Pick it up. What are we thinking here? And then lastly, 
pace. Oh, I love that. Third, when you are winning, when you are rebounding, when you are keeping the opponents out of your paint, when you're defensively efficient and your pace is good, you want to get an example? You guys want to see some examples? I want to see some. Let, let me give you some examples, Shanae. This is what they do. They protect the paint. Three people in the paint. And how do they clean up the paint? They get a rebound. Team rebound. Team rebound. Then what do they do, Janae? Just Easy buckets and transition. Easy buckets. Bobby. The game is not very hard. Again, look at this. Protect the paint. Giannis in there. Defensive player of the year. Gang rebound. Grayson Allen getting out in transition. This has, been a, this has been a simple transition for him. Lefty dunk. Back when the defense is not set up. Le lefty dunk. And again, the Cavaliers, a very good young team. People should keep their eyes on them. But this is Giannis. This is what Giannis does. In transition. That's wrestling. the next growth level in his game, why he's a superstar, because he's learning how to distribute. Yo, and we're talking about as a center, he's grabbing the rebound, contesting shots, getting out in transition, and then dropping a dime to the corner. This is why the Milwaukee Bucks, I know they're not the sexy name because the Warriors have been crushing. Then you have, you know, the Phoenix Suns going nuts. To me, this is the team that you need to pay attention to. This is a team that you have to focus on because the defending champs, they got their swagger back. Hey. Uh -oh. They got the so, swagger so, back. So do they you. Like, you kind of did that. Oh, okay. You kind of got your swag back. Hey, I appreciate Just that. Just a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm good. Okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> All right, you guys want to talk about Richard. Steph later, too? Yes, yeah, I would love absolutely. to talk about Steph later. All right, well, we're going to do that coming up. Best bets around Steph I'm Curry. just kidding, Richard. We can't talk Richard. Oh, no. Oh, no? No, no. You missed your one chance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. I'm Stephen Curry, and you're watching NBA Today. Burn! Got it! Oh, my goodness! Just like, I got it like that. Not tomorrow. Steph Curry in the shooting zone like very few have ever been. It's NBA Today. Absolutely ridiculous. There's never been anybody like him. I usually let my play do the talking. Bang! <laughs> You're watching NBA Today, but tonight you should be watching Steph Curry. And I have FOMO, but our friend, the undefeated Mark Spears, will not because he's going to be there and watch because Steph Sorry. Curry is just 16 threes away from setting the all-time record. So, Mark, what's Steph's mentality heading into this game against the Trailblazers tonight? Well, remember when Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible! <laughs> right? I, I was actually behind him. Steph said that two days ago. Anything is possible tonight. I tend to doubt it even for the great Steph Curry. He needs 16 threes to beat Ray Allen. In doing so, if he did that tonight against the Blazers, he would also be beating Clay Thompson's record of 14 in NBA history in a game. So there'd be a, a, a double historic night on Star Wars night here at Chase Center. Um, the Blazers are also on demand. Their, their starting backcourt is out. And so that means that the Warriors uh, would probably blow the Blazers out. And if you're blowing a team out, you're not going to have step in in the fourth quarter like Kobe was in when he had his big scoring game. So mm. I don't think anything is possible tonight for Steph Curry because 
Yeah, I don't think the opportunity will be there because of the opponent. Well, I really appreciated your impression there. We'll see if Steph and the Empire can strike <laughs> back on Star Wars night. But if Steph doesn't break the record tonight, what's the significance yeah. of him potentially breaking the three-point record? I'm looking at the schedule on Saturday in yeah. Philadelphia on ABC. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it's not going to be here at Chase, the next best thing could be Saturday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Got to remember his brother, Seth. You know, they're, they're as close as can be. He plays for Philadelphia. His dad, Del Curry, is expected to be at the game. He's a color analyst for the Hornets. He, he will not have a game that night. But I'm wondering, too, if it continues further. Del really wants to be there, from what I've been told. And I, I think he would follow the, the Warriors around. Ray Allen is not expected to be in the building. His son has uh, got a high school game. And Ray is actually coaching his high school team in Miami. Hmm. But he's, and he, Ray won't be here tonight, but I'm hearing potentially if it goes further, goes to Indiana, goes to New York, going into the next week, maybe there will be a Ray Allen sighting, which would be great because when Ray Allen broke Reggie Miller's record, you know, Reggie Miller was actually on the call that night. So they got to have a great moment. That's awesome. Well, we'll see if it happens tonight, potentially. Will it happen in Philadelphia or will uh, it be Revenge of the Seth? We don't really know. Have a good Star Anything Wars night. Possible. Have a good Star Wars <laughs> night, Mark. I appreciate you stopping by. I, I'm not really into spending my money on the gambling, but maybe Richard Jefferson. Could, could you convince me? Uh, look, I've told you multiple times. Just call me Richard. Look. Let, let's look at the odds of Steph breaking the three-point record, courtesy of Caesar Sportsbooks. Okay, we don't have any odds. Oh, there the odds are. Look, I don't know what these odds and what these numbers are. Look, he is not far away. He's, he's not only, far at all. He's only 16. And, and look, I'm going to be look, really honest. Look, it's 785 games. Yeah, look. And look, it is faster. It is this. It is that. But look, the game is different. And honestly, I don't know what half of these numbers mean. So we bring in people <laughs> that actually know what they're talking about. My guy, Tyler, Tyler. from Daily, Daily Wager. Is he going to join us? Please, Tyler, show your big... Oh, look at his beautiful face. Tyler's hey, here. Okay, so, <laughs> Tyler, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk, and Steph is, you know, anything is possible, and I played against them. Would you take this bet of Steph breaking the record for 16 threes and tell me how the line has changed? Yeah, I kind of agree with Mark Spears there. I think when the line first came out yesterday, when it was 100 to 1, I think that was worth a little sprinkle. Maybe put a little bit, a $5, $10 bill down because anything is possible. But more likely, more than likely, he's not going to do it tonight because they'll blow Portland out. And the value now has come down. What was a 100 to 1 proposition, meaning for every $1 you bet, you'd get 100 back, is now a 60 to 1 proposition, meaning for every $1 you bet, you get 60 back. So the value's just not there for tonight against Portland, especially since he might only be on the court for three quarters. Now, I do think that Mark Spears is talking some sense with that matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers. And you see how the line has changed there. It looks like a lot of people have bet that because that opened at plus 550. It's now been bet down to plus 275. And then just the kind of uh, subjective and tangible things of his brother Seth being there mm -hmm. to celebrate, his daddy Dell being there to celebrate with both sons on that stage. How cool would that be? Listen, I think he can get 10 three-pointers tonight against Portland. Portland's road defense, if you have not heard, is garbage, and I don't see that being any better without Dame and CJ. So 10 three-pointers tonight, 
and then seven against what, the Philadelphia what, 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 76ers. That's I know, how I would bet that. Tyler, I know a little something about sibling showdowns, and I was on like the bad side of a couple early in my career, but then I gave, I got revenge <laughs> on my sister. The reality is you want those narratives, but more importantly, you want like the holiday time, come Christmas, come Thanksgiving, you want those bragging rights. So I do like Philly as well. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Tyler. So you don't like it. You don't like him breaking it and all that stuff, but... Tell me what you got for us. I know we've, we've talked enough about Steph. What is there a game around the league? And I love prop bets because I'm not really this on the games. I want to know like a little <laughs> bit of a player. Give me a prop bet. All right, I'm going to look at uh, Joel Embiid. And against the Charlotte Hornets, Joel Embiid is basically like Godzilla and the Hornets are Tokyo. <laughs> did you see what he did a couple of nights ago? Yeah. He yeah. had 43, 15, and 7. Now some quick math there. Well, I'm not good at math, so I just know it's way more than 44 and a half. That's his point, rebound, <laughs> assist, prop for tonight. And we know that Charlotte team is still without all those guys, including their big man, Mason Plumley, on the health and safety protocol. So I really have a hard time thinking Embiid goes under 44 and a half in this matchup. Do you guys agree? Uh, yeah, think? I think he. I think he's over. Like oh. coming off of a good game, he drops thirty, gets about sixteen, throws a couple of dimes. Yeah, I, 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 I like just, it. Yeah. I like so. I like the forty-three. But the only thing we're gonna go back to the Steph Curry conversation but. because what happens if they're blowing out the Charlotte Hornets? That would True. be the only thing that you might have to worry but they about. They lost Tyler. last time. They lost last time, so they're gonna try to yeah, play everybody more there. competitive. That's really right. All right. That is. That's my only concern. But this game is back in Charlotte again, where Charlotte just took them to overtime. So. I think Embiid, even if he only plays three quarters, like Steph tonight, he can do his damage in just 36 minutes. All right, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Check him out on Daily Wager. And look, if Steph doesn't break the record tonight, his next chance is in Philly Saturday on ABC and ESPN. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. And coming up on NBA Today, we dive deeper into the games tonight. Which matchup is a must-watch? Find out next on NBA Today. To those of you out there who are suffering from cancer, facing adversity, I want you to know that your will to live and to fight cancer can make all the difference in the world. It's V Week at ESPN and our partnership with the V Foundation highlights the urgent need for cancer research and the elimination of racial disparities in cancer outcomes. You can learn more and help support by visiting v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. All right, we're back here on NBA Today. Yes, and we are. And today in the NBA, there's some good games. Chanae, mm -hmm. which one are you most looking forward to watching? I'm looking forward to the Clippers and the Celtics, just to see how the Celtics respond. They're going back to yes, back. Yes, back to back. I like this just because Jason Tatum had a great game, 34 points. You mentioned how great he was early. And then I don't think we talk about Paul George enough. Now, I know a lot of people are like, talk to me when it matters in the postseason, but still put some respect on his name on how he's held down the floor. Uh, for me, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers and Chicago Bulls. Now, the Cavs have been playing good basketball. They lost a one-point game to Utah, and then they lost a close one on the road to Milwaukee. But if you're going to be one of those top six postseason teams, which I believe the Cavs can do, you got to start splitting these games. So that Chicago shorthanded, that's one you got to win. I'm, I'm wondering if it, it's in Cleveland. Is Cleveland going to have an all-star? I think, I think we're going to need to talk about that on NBA Today. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing James Harden go back to Houston. Yes. Obviously, it's a no, second time. No, no uh, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. No LaMarcus Aldridge. So 
this is his time, right? And he talked about how he wanted to be received a little bit with love. He still has roots in Houston. Yes. He's shown love after the hurricane. He was donating yes. out there. I want to see it on the court now. But guess what? NFL Live, it's coming up next. And what up, Marcus? It was Richard's phone. It was Richard's phone. Yeah, 100%. All the time. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You're not sorry.